This is a podcast by the Business Times. Asian markets opened mostly in the green on August 1st, although rates outlook China data and inflation continues to enter the conversation. Hong Kong's economy contracts for a second straight quarter. At the midweek in Asia, most markets rise, but Taiwan fears keep confidence in check. Australia's trade surplus swells to a fresh record in a boost to GDP, and gold firms near a one-month peak on a softer dollar and slowdown worries. It's Friday, the 5th of August. Welcome to Market Focus, a weekly look at market drivers and movements from the Business Times. I'm podcast editor, Theresa Montero. August opened with the Straits Times Index ending the first trading day of the month, gaining 0.9% at 3,239 points. Hong Kong's economy contracted for a second consecutive quarter, with the financial hub facing mounting headwinds as interest rates rise and global trade weakens. Gross domestic product declined 1.4% in the second quarter from a year earlier, according to advance estimates released by the government on Monday, weaker than economists' forecast for a 0.2% decline. At the midweek, Singapore stocks opened flat before falling in early trade as global markets were swept up in anxiety that U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's visit to Taiwan could stoke U.S.-China tensions. The Straits Times Index rose 0.01% to 3,239 points just after the opening bell. In Asia, Tokyo, Seoul, Wellington and Manila were also up, but Taiwan, Sydney and Jakarta edged down. On Thursday, Australian Bureau of Statistics data showed that Australia's trade surplus hit a fresh record high, driven by strong prices of key exports from grains to metals and gold. In a result, that's likely to boost second-quarter gross domestic product. Today, Singapore shares saw a modest rise at the open, while global markets posted a mixed showing on the back of monetary tightening in the UK. The Straits Times Index was up 0.03% to 3,271 points. Gold prices found to have a near a one-month high as a retreat in dollar and U.S. Treasury yields and growing recession fears boosted demand. Here's Anil Lin, Director of Research at SGX Securities, with his wrap of the week. We saw another week of gain, with the STI up 1.8% in the past four sessions ending 4th of August and closing in on the 3,300 levels, which was last seen in early May this year. The gains outperformed the regional FTSE Asia-Pacific Index flattish performance in the same period. On a year-to-date basis, the STI now has a price gain of around 5%, higher than the 17% decline for the Asian-Pacific benchmark. For the week so far, we saw 20 gainers compared to 10 decliners across the STI constituents. The STI was driven higher by outperformers Jardin Cycle and Carriage up 10.4%, OCBC up 4.6%, City Developments 3.6% gain, partially offset by Capital DC REIT 3.9% decline, Dairy Farm International Retail 2.1% decline and Singtel 1.5% decline. Across the Singapore market, some of the notable outperformers for the week. Across the Singapore markets, some of the notable outperformers to date for companies with market cap of at least 300 million Sing dollars. Leading integrated healthcare provider Raffles Medical Group gained 14.8% this week. On Monday, the company reported first half ended June profit growing 51.3% year on year to nearly 59.7 million Sing dollars, mainly driven by higher revenue due to a recovery in medical tourism into Singapore, which together with local patients seeking treatment more than offset decline in COVID 19 related services. 
Management estimated that the number of foreign visitors that have returned post-Singapore's reopening is now at half of pre-COVID-19 levels. Food tech company Oceanus Group gained 12.5%, while on a year-to-date basis, the stock is down by about 40%. Investment holding company Jardin Cycle and Carriage gained 10.4%. The group last week reported a 51% year-on-year improvement in its underlying profit in the first half of 2022 and June, with higher earnings from its Astra and Taco business segments. Management expects second-half results to remain strong, but remains cautious of the current macro-environment headwinds. The week's notable laggards were Cultural Tourism, Property and Integrated Media Company, The Place Holdings, which declined 7.7%. The company had reported its first-half 2022 revenue up around 2% year-on-year, solely contributed by its integrated media-related business unit. Luxury watch retailer Cortina Holdings declined 6.3%. The company, in its earnings announcement in late June, stated the volatile global economy may continue to pose challenges for their performance in the years ahead. On the other hand, they see a continual rise in the purchasing power of regional consumers with luxury timepieces demand remaining positive. Beverage company Yo Hyap Singh declined 4.8%. In April, the company announced it is changing its business model in Singapore due to changing consumer patterns and retail conditions, as well as increasing cost pressures. From a funds flows perspective, we've seen the overall market getting a combined 160 million Sing dollar institutional flows for the past four sessions. The financial services sector saw the highest inflows, followed by REITs and consumer. On an individual name basis, companies seeing the highest institutional inflows were OCBC with an inflow of 84 million Sing dollars, DBS inflow of 32 million Sing dollars, and Capital Land Integrated Commercial Trust with an inflow of 23 million Sing dollars. We continue to see earnings result dominate headlines in the markets as investors digest companies' results and importantly, their outlook for the rest of the year. In Singapore, over the past few sessions, we have also seen the three Singapore banks reported their numbers for the second quarter. The three banks saw loan growth of about 7-8% to year-on-year for the second quarter and June, and they mainly expect mid-single-digit percentage loan growth for the rest of the year. Net interest margins for the trio also grew by 11-13 to basis points year-on-year. Highlighting some notable company-specific news for the week, this week continues to be an earnings-heavy week with close to 20 SGX-listed companies announcing their results or business updates, which includes six STI constituents. Singtel announced it will increase its capital commitment for corporate venture capital arm Singtel Innovate from $250 million US dollars to $350 million US dollars. The arm invests in startups focusing on 5G, artificial intelligence, sustainability, cybersecurity, the digital economy, and emerging technologies. Thai Beverage, in a recent filing, stated that it remains committed to pursuing the proposed spin off listing of its beer co business, but clarified that the appropriate timing of listing is evaluated on an ongoing basis taking into consideration all relevant factors, including prevailing market conditions, and no final decision has been made as to the timing for the listing. The company will also take into consideration the interests of Thai beverage shareholders in their decision for the spin-off. 
EV manufacturer NIO is planning to open its first overseas plant in September to make power products for the European market as it accelerates its expansion abroad. Industrial REIT ESR Logos REIT announced it will divest Pandan Logistics Hub for $43.5 million, a 15.1% premium to valuation to ST Logistics. The property, located in Western Singapore, is a five-storey ramp-up warehouse with a total gross floor area of over 30,000 square metres, with a land lease balance of 17.2 years. We also highlight some of the notable company earnings for the week. DBS reported that its second quarter and June net profit rising 7% year-on-year to $1.82 billion, largely driven by a 17% increase in net interest income amidst rising rates. In the quarter, DBS net interest margin expanded by about 12 basis points year-on-year to 1.58%, with July's margin above 1.8% so far. Ascenders REIT reported first half and June DPU growing 2.8% year-on-year, with the REIT also seeing its average rental reversion coming in at 13.2% across its portfolio, bringing its first half rental reversion to 9.4%. The REIT manager raised its guidance for rental reversion for the full year to be in the positive mid-single-digit range. Ascenders REIT management commented that they are still in the market looking for inorganic growth, but the manager expects those to be smaller acquisitions. Jardin Madison reported first-half underlying net profit increasing 22% year-on-year, with revenue growing about 4% year-on-year driven by Astra's performance. Jardin Cycle and Carriage and Hong Kong Lens improved underlying profit. Mandarin Oriental also delivered a lower underlying loss for the first half. The group expects earnings growth to substantially moderate for the full year on COVID-19 impact. Agri-food player Jabfa reported first half 2022 revenue increasing 10.4% year-on-year, but net profit attributable to shareholders for the period declined 62.9% due to higher feed raw material costs and impact of COVID at the beginning of 2022, with lower broiler prices in February 2022. The company continues to focus on being one of the most efficient and lowest cost producers in their domestic markets. Sengxiong Group posted first half 2022 net profit rising 2.2% year-on-year despite a marginal decline in revenue which the company said was related to a lifting of COVID-19 measures leading to more outdoor dining and overseas travel. New stores posted 0.9% year-on-year increase in revenue offset by a 2.4% fall in comparable same-store revenue with its China operations, adding two new stores in the second half of last year, growing 0.8% year-on-year. We're joined by Tepek Yek, Senior Correspondent with Business Types News Desk, with further insight. Asia markets started the week on a strong footing buoyed by Wall Street's three straight days of gains last week. But market bullishness evaporated on Tuesday as the region, especially North Asia, was gripped by heightened geopolitical tensions between the world's two largest economies. United States House of Representatives Speaker Nancy Pelosi's controversial visit to the self-ruled Taiwan incurred the wrath of mainland China and stir markets. MSCI AC Asia Pacific, the broadest index of Asia Pacific shares, has fallen 0.85% thus far this week to Thursday. Shanghai Composite was 2% lower, Nikkei 225 managed a modest gain of 0.5%, 
Hang Seng Index climbed 0.1% and FTSE Malaysia KLCI inched up 1%. In contrast, Wall Street was off to a lackluster start as the share prices of oil majors dropped on pullback in crude oil prices due to concerns about lower demand. Hawkish remarks from the top representatives of the Federal Reserve indicated that higher interest rate hikes to tend that inflation are not over, countering the impression that the market earlier got from the Federal Open Market Committee meeting in July. Only by midweek was Wall Street turbocharged by better-than-expected services industry data and mostly good earnings. Nasdaq Composite rose 2.2%, Dow Jones Industrial Average dipped 0.1%, and the S&P 500 closed 0.6% higher. Still to come, despite the tensions between the US and China heightening, markets seem to wait to shrug it off and get down to more optimistic trading. We take a closer look with Lionel Lin and Tape Get. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. And now back to our podcast episode. The IMF recently lowered their Asia-Pacific's growth forecast to 4.2%, well below the region's plus 6.5% in 2021. The 2023 forecast was also cut by 0.5 percentage point to 4.6%. Much of the downgrade reflects the ongoing spillover from shocks including Russia's invasion of the Ukraine, China's economic slowdown and rising global interest rates. Lionel, is there more to consider? A net weighted balance of 8% of manufacturers expect a less favourable business situation from July to December, in contrast to the previous survey in which a net weighted balance of 2% were optimistic, according to a Singapore Economic Development Board release. This was the first negative net weighted balance since the last quarter of 2020. But for services firm, a net weighted balance of 15% are optimistic about the next six months, the same as in the previous quarter, found a similar survey by the Department of Statistics. Real estate firm Savills in a report stated that rental in Singapore and New York grew by 8.5% in the first half of 2022 in a survey of 30 cities globally. Real estate firm Knight Frank in a report stated that the total transacted value of Strata office units in Singapore declined 21% half-on-half to $365.1 million in the first half of 2022 on a year-on-year basis. Deals for this segment declined by about 48.1% year-on-year as the supply of Strata office units shrunk. Looking ahead, Knight Frank expects sales activity for the Strata retail space to pick up in the coming months as the retail is no longer held back by safe management measures. Lionel, not only was it a week of revenue reporting, the Singapore government also had key updates to share. Give us a breakdown of some key data points. The latest preliminary data from the Ministry of Manpower showed Singapore's employment, excluding migrant domestic workers, grew by 64,400, or up 1.9% Q on Q in the second quarter of the year. This is at a faster pace than seen in the first quarter. Resident employment rose particularly in growth sectors such as information and communications, professional services, and financial services. But MOM said the overall increase in employment was in large part due to the return of non-resident workers, mainly in construction and manufacturing, as border controls relaxed significantly since April this year. 
Finance Minister Mr. Lawrence Wong in Parliament stated that the net loss of 7.4 billion Sing dollars recorded in FY21-22 was due to a currency translation effect and not relevant to the regulator's investment performance, which is measured in foreign currencies. Mr. Wong also stated that the loss does not have a bearing on the international purchasing power of the official foreign reserves nor MAS conduct of monetary policy. OPEC plus countries will raise oil output by 100,000 barrels per day, or 0.1% of global demand. Brent crude slipped below 100 US dollars a barrel for the first time since mid-July, while West Texas intermediate crude oil, the US benchmark, fell to under 90 US dollars per barrel, its lowest level since Russia invaded Ukraine in late February. Crude prices tumbled as a specter of recession as well as the COVID situation the world's largest oil importer, China, weighed on the commodity. The Straits Times Index has been on the ascent, rising 1.8% over the week. The credit goes to the banking trio as OCBC and DBS released their financial results on Wednesday and Thursday, respectively. Their results beat expectations and their bullishness rubbed off on the stock price of UOB, which published its financial results last Friday. Peck, peck. what should investors keep their eye on for the week ahead? Local markets' attention will be on a rash of financial results by several real estate investment trusts, or REITs, next week, including BHG Retail REIT, iREIT Global and EC World REIT. And commodity heavyweights including Golden Agri Resources and Olam Group, as well as Capital Land Investment, will also publish their financial scorecards. This has been Market Focus from the Business Times. I'm Clarissa Montero with Lionel Lin, Director of Research at SGX Securities, and Tepek Gek from the Business Times News Desk. That was a podcast by the Business Times. Send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. For more podcasts by The Straits Times, The Business Times, and Money FM 89.3, you can also download the audio by SPH app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. This podcast is meant to provide general information only. SPH Media accepts no liability for loss arising from any reliance on the podcast or use of third parties' products and services. Please consult professional advisors for independent advice.